Welcome to Earth Angels Rise Foundation's podcast, We Rise Together. I'm Patricia Amokwi. This podcast is designed to inspire you by showcasing the stories of grassroots change agents who are dedicated to bringing positive change to their communities. We call these change agents Earth Angels. What drives and motivates these Earth Angels? How did they get started with their work? And what keeps them going, even in the midst of intense challenges? We hope that as you listen to these dedicated change agents tell their stories, that you will be moved to step forward in an inspired way to grow your part in helping create changes in your community. So I am very delighted to have with me today Omotola Fawunmi and what amazing, an amazing earth angel that we get to spend time with. So Omotola, let's start by having you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about yourself as an earth angel and the work that you do in the world. Ah, thank you very much. Um, it's always a joy to be with you. Well, I'm grateful to be on this program. My name is Omotola, for those listening. My name is Omotola Fawumi. I am a Nigerian. I'm passionate about women. I work on issues of poverty and trafficking and helping mm. women and girls uh, have access to opportunities for economic prosperity. So most of the work I do revolves around that. Mm. Sounds like very interesting work. And I'm assuming, do you have an organization that you do this work under? Yes. Uh, so for the work on trafficking, I work, uh, it's under Rebirth Hub Africa. Mm. Rebirth Hub works to identify, rescue, rehabilitate, and reintegrate victims of human trafficking uh, from across the Middle East, Europe, and Africa. Wow. I, I am very curious. <laughs> that sounds like very um, important and interesting work. Um, how did you get started with doing this kind of work? <laughs> ah, okay. For this, it's quite interesting because my understanding of trafficking prior to working on this project was more what I hear on CNN. So mm -hmm. CNN Freedom Project uh, and then issues of slavery. But then I used to think of that as distance because you hear of Syria, Iran, and some other countries. I did not know it was in Nigeria. And I did not know that there were people who were being trafficked out of Nigeria actively. Mm. My first encounter with victims of trafficking would be in 2018 when I was engaged as a consultant to work on a project on trafficking, primarily to prevent people from being taken uh, through an organization called CIFA in Hong Kong. I did that for some months. I'm trying to remember now if it's seven or eight months. I can't recall right now. And the lessons from working with a team was just small in Lagos Island. Uh, opened me up. First of all, it showed me my ignorance about the subject matter. It showed me the number of people that are actively involved. So being educated did not provide me that information. Mm. I had to be engaged in it. Uh, but then for my organization, our work would start actively once I came to the US. It started with one person who reached out for help and from one person who was assisted that uh, this was just on Instagram. 
and then we created a WhatsApp group. And from that, we've had, that has gone from one person rescued to currently 628 as at today. 628 people have yes. been rescued out of sex trafficking? Yes, sex trafficking and domestic trafficking. Domestic, hmm. domestic servitude and sex trafficking. So a combination wow. of the two. So what I'm hearing in your story is, so you started to get involved in this issue. You, you, you thought you knew, and then you got involved and you learned a lot of things that you really didn't know until you started doing some of this work. And then it sounds like you got started though with rescuing people. Someone found you. Yes. Can you share uh, that story uh, just briefly of how, how that unfolded? Okay, so the person had reached out on uh, Instagram she mm -hmm. reached out. I, I wasn't doing this alone. I had the person reached out to a friend of mine and then my friend reached out to me and said this person had been trafficked to Oman. Mm. She had been taken to Oman. This person was a graduate, had gone to a very good university in Nigeria, had studied a, a very good subject, a course rather. But she was told, and that's the lie, she was told she was going to be an English teacher in this Arab country. Hmm. That was the trick. And then the money was also good. She was told she would earn $2,000 a month. And what she only needed to pay to facilitate that opportunity was $1,000. It was only on arriving in Dubai did she realize she was on a trip to Oman. She did not know. She was told she was going to Dubai, ended up in Oman, arrived wow. in Oman, and then realized she was being resold to a particular family mm. arriving with that family she would then learn she would earn less than 200 dollars per month as her wage so she went from expecting 2000 to 200 wow and so okay so <laughs> let me let me just think about this so you're on instagram someone reaches out to you you've never had an experience rescuing someone from trafficking no. uh omatola how did you do this? <laughs> How did you figure this out? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, I, I will give credit to um, what, who, someone then who was my partner on this project. Hmm. So what we did was, she, I, once we identified the person, we start asking questions. So we move the person to WhatsApp and start asking what, when, where, can hmm. you identify your location, can you use Google locations? Mm -hmm. Can you take a snapshot? Mm -hmm. And so with all of that, now we start to think who can help and how can she get out of the place? Mm -hmm. The information uh, that's most important that she provides is her agent in Nigeria. Mm. So if she can provide an agent in Nigeria, we may not be able to prevail on the person in Oman, but we can pick up the person in Nigeria and ah. ask that person to prevail on the person in Oman to release her. Okay. So that's one example. Uh, and so once we prevailed against the agents, like we did a lot of things, told people to start calling his number. It's a lot of shaming. You need to do that to mm. force them to behave. And so he says, please stop calling my number. I will call. Wow. But it's, it's, but it's not enough to even call because it's a business. Mm. So if he's taking away that lady, someone is losing in the transaction. Remember, they are selling people. Okay. So he either needs to make a refund to the person he sold to or a replacement. Oh. Okay. Usually that's what 
So he may not tell us the replacement. He might tell us I'll refund the money, but sometimes it's a replacement he does. So basically what I'm hearing then is, so going to try and save one woman would cause this kind of person to go and find someone else to send to Mm -hmm. a bad situation because it's a business. Yes. Yes. Hmm. So in this case, how, so you, you approach the guy, you, you bombard him. It sounds like kind of shame the person they, and then what happened next? No. So then after that, he, he reached out to the, not the organization, to the agent, the receiving Mm -hmm. in the destination country. And then it's only after that one says, okay, well, they'll release her, but it's not enough to even release her like that. That's the agency is different from the person she's with. Okay. So she has, yeah. So, and this another part of it. She has to, we have to coach her to pretend to be sick and unable to work. Hmm. So she will be rejected. Oh, they won't want her anymore, basically. (laughs) So Hmm. she had to, you know, act like maybe she was urinating on herself and all kinds of things so that the slave owner can reject her to the agency. Then the agency can release her. Hmm. If she is well, she will not be released. At least that was in that first instance. Yeah. So she was coached. And then it's not enough to even get to the agency. At immigration, if she runs away and gets to immigration, what would happen is immigration could lock her up for a country like Oman where there is no Nigerian embassy. Immigration okay. will lock her up. Hmm. So what they usually have to do is go to the labor courts, the government courts to say, well, these are the terms of my contract. Uh, I'm no longer interested. And then they can then send her name to immigration for clearance for her to be able to leave the country. This sounds incredibly complicated and challenging. It is. <laughs> I need a lot. <laughs> And it sounds like, though, you're learning a lot. So how did you go from helping one person to helping 620 some in a very short period of time? You're talking about about a year of effort or a year and a half? A year and a half. How has that come about? That seems like (laughs) this is an extraordinary and fascinating story to me. Um, because this wasn't something you were sitting and planning on. You didn't no. have this in your vision board. Nope. You didn't know that you were going to be doing this. You just no. happened to take the next step. And then like, again, how did this multiply? First, I would say I would give credit to God because he's the one who leads. Hmm. I would also give credit to being to people showing up. So I would say that the reason why we've had so much success is because we have an army of volunteers who volunteer their time, their resources, and their networks, both physically on ground in Nigeria, physically on ground in various countries where this works. And then um, my strength, what what I have been doing is really connecting people. So a typical example, once we got the first person out, the plan was to bring one person a month. Hmm. So we started with bringing the first person, bring the second person, the third person. But when it really scaled was when we tried to bring the fourth person in December and then she was supposed to travel December 5th, 2019. 
and then she called December 6th. Then she called on the 5th and said she was being resold to another family. Hmm. So that upset myself and the other person that I was working with. And we said, look, it's not enough to just rescue this woman. There seems to be a business hmm. because she had escaped from one slave master, gone to take refuge with another, what was supposed to be refuge. And that person is now reselling her. Oh. So she will not be able to fly on December 6th. So after that day, we then took a decision. Open a WhatsApp group, send the link out. If anybody mm -hmm. is in trouble about any of this, mm. whatever the country, mm. join this link. And in three wow. days, a hundred people joined. That's when we knew we were in trouble. Wow. <laughs> because... Well in trouble or in need maybe <laughs> maybe you were like oh okay this is uh, happening bigger and faster and the need is greater than you could have fathomed but it was so much so 100 of them came in and we said okay we can't do it was just then it was just i think three or four of us we couldn't do this alone so we needed to create a separate group of people we call associates okay so with the purpose of the associates were to get Pretty much anybody I thought may be able to help. So mm. lawyers, journalists, friends, mm. uh, counselors, whatever mm -hmm. skills we just assume may be needed. Put And th those people volunteered. So we just sent out the link. This is what we're doing. If you'd like to support, if, what, where are skills, resources, networks, please join in. And I would say that the associate group has been very helpful hmm. to making to driving the work we also have uh, developed a second whatsapp group also for case managers okay. so case managers work with each of the victims identified uh, hmm. profiling them from hmm. profiling we can then identify location and then resources required in each location um, so the process is identify rescue return rehabilitate and then reintegrate this is so we... remark remarkable uh, i'm just no uh, honestly so um as a fellow earth angel it brings me to tears thank you, Ma. Thank you Ma. and it shows the power of an open heart and the power of connecting other open-hearted people that we can make a difference. Yes. I'm, I'm just very deeply touched. Thank you. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So you have a process, you have WhatsApp groups, you have people, lots of people, it sounds like who are rallying, who care. Um, yes. So I'm assuming that word is getting out. <laughs> um, you're gaining expertise. What's your next level here? Like. I, again, you didn't plan yeah. on this, but you now you have a have a formalized organization. So, yeah, walk me through what's happening in 2021. Okay, so in 20 what most of 2020 it was I would say we're reactionary. Mm. <laughs> reactionary. So, somebody sends and some somebody sends a call for help or SOS and we're trying to save the person. Yeah. So many people are working at the same time. Uh the lesson from that is that sometimes we're not using our head, we're using our emotions. Mm. And so there were people who were also trying to take advantage. There were those who had gone there 
knowing fully well the consequences of what they were going to do. Oh. Uh, and then who had saved some money, but wanted to come home on a free ticket that we were going to provide. Ah. Uh. So it took time before we could identify those ones, but we eventually found them. Mm. Uh, there was also the issue of when you get someone back home, say back to Nigeria, uh-huh. the person goes missing once they arrive because you see the WhatsApp number we have is the one they have in Lebanon or mm. wherever. So mm. once they change to a Nigerian number, except they also update their WhatsApp, we're missing them. Mm. So there was, so we were not absorbing them. We had some of those fallouts. Uh, but what have, what we've been able to successfully do, especially from about August mm-hmm. was to then work, we had the transit group. So you're coming in, there's a separate group for you. Once you arrive, we move you to a separate WhatsApp group. And there, mm. on each of these groups, there are case managers working with the girls and mm. trying to understand what their needs are. The other very significant thing that we've received help with is providing them trauma care. So mm. there is an organization, Healthy Minds Foundation, that provides us four slots for uh, each four slots for each person who comes to see a therapist. Mm. Uh, and so that th- with that, they can walk through the trauma, walk through the things that's messed up uh, before they start receiving uh, vocational skills training or any of those things. Mm. Because if you give them vocational skills training without dealing with the trauma, right? what happens is you give someone money even for business or share opportunity with the person and the person just bungles it. Right. So they're not that, prepared to be able to they're manage. Not prepared. And then they don't want to be responsible. Mm. By that, I mean, they are used to taking orders. So now for the first time in three years, they have to make decisions. Their decision-making capacity has not been developed. So that's mm. something that needs to be developed. Like, so don't keep asking me what to do. I want to know what you want to do. Uh, they what have to regain their own decision-making, their own yes, empowerment, yes. almost a big yes. shift in mindset from having yes. been enslaved to being yes. the person in charge of their lives. Yes. Uh, so walking through that. So what, so what would be next step for um, Rebeth Hobb mm-hmm. would be, because of these things I mentioned, a physical location that can be a transit home. Ah, so when they so return. When, yes. So when mm. they return, they don't have, at least maybe in the first one year, three months, six months, nine months, they don't have to keep looking for where to stay or how mm. to live for mm. th- three reasons. Um, for one, we have those who arrive. What we've been using have been host families in mm. any of the countries. So we've used host families in Nigeria, we've used host families in Gambia, host families in Ghana to settle some of the and the families that sign up are happy to take mm, them in amazing but, but you can't that is not i'll say it's not sustainable in the long run so the big um next step will be if we have a, a physical place when mm. when they arrive they have like care parks mm. they have things that are theirs for the first time a lot of them come empty-handed so first there's the shame of returning empty-handed sure. they don't want to confront their family Right. So if somebody returns, she probably goes to her boyfriend's day. Somebody returns, she goes away from where she left because she doesn't want anyone to know you went abroad and got nothing and came back. Right, right. So if there is a space mm-hmm. where they can be taken in for three months, six months, nine months, 
and then they are eased out of that space because we don't want to make it a home where they stay. Right. It's, just a it's a preparation place. Yeah. And then we can connect them to vocational skills training. We've done a lot of that vocational skills training. Whenever there are opportunities, yeah. vacancies, I just share with them. Amazing. It's incredible to hear how fast this process has, has actually moved for you. And so what are your greatest challenges? Um, so you, you're forging ahead in the unknown, <laughs> not planning, and, and this finds you. And so what, what's your, what are the toughest challenges facing you right now? Toughest challenges will be still people. Even though people have been the best, you're still mm-hmm. finding the right people. Mm. Um, um, walking through agencies mm. because there are things we can control there are things we can't control so I give an example of we have to work with governments we have to work with embassies mm. to request certain documents we have to work with federal ministry in Lego, Nigeria federal ministry of foreign affairs uh, sometimes to negotiate someone who's been taken to prison to do like a prisoner trade and some of, some of those things so finding the right person to talk to and the right person who is willing and able to do their job. Hmm. Some people are able but not willing. Some are willing but not able. We need to find the right combination of those who are willing and able to do. Another, of course, is funding because we have to buy tickets. Um, and that one, we keep talking to different people to help us buy tickets. So some um, getting a ticket with this COVID season, sometimes we have to accommodate the girls in transit. So a typical scenario, they've escaped from the slave master's house, but their emergency travel certificate is not ready at the embassy. They can't travel. Okay. They need to stay in an, an accommodation or shelter in Lebanon pending travel. Hmm. So sometimes that's some, an arrangement we have to do, but sometimes you get to put like 20 women in one house because we don't have money. <laughs> 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 and you need to feed them. Uh, Thankfully, in Lebanon and Oman, we liaise with on organizations on ground, okay. uh, like anti-racism movements, Enya Lenya, this is Lebanon, Syrian Eyes, Caritas, several that work already with migrant domestic workers. And mm-hmm. we say, we have these people. Can you help us provide them with clothing or food or medical supplies? Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Still, it's understanding also that we cannot solve every problem. So we should focus on our area of strength and outsource every other part. Yeah. So how do you keep going in the midst of all of this? Because what I'm hearing is that you're forging ahead, amazing things are happening and challenges are constant. So as an earth angel, how do you navigate and keep going through such difficult circumstances? Ah, First, I'll say... People. <laughs> mm. I keep coming back to people. People rest, water, and mm. laughter. <laughs> so walk me through each of those things. Give me give so me the people, high level of what that means. <laughs> so people will be, I have people I talk to from time to time, sometimes to just excel. And sometimes I, I'll tell them, look, I don't need your feedback. I just want to just yada mm. This is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't need a solution. I just want to just talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's been helpful. Then one, not working in isolation, I see is very powerful. So for mm-hmm. example, if you drop something like on the associates group, 
people jump on what can I do? What can I give? What? So that's helpful. Like, okay, you're not alone because I'm far away from most of the people I'm talking to. Right. <laughs> and most of the com- communication is on WhatsApp, but I, I will keep continuing to credit the team. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that make it um, easy. So that's for people. So people, whether it's the case managers, people, whether it's the associates, people, whether it's the journalists who give us uh, an opportunity to talk about our story, highlight mm-hmm. a story, talk about a particular case, because that media mileage helps people to understand how bad situations are. So I would right. say people. Um, People, I said water, taking a lot of water. I know it's simple, <laughs> but because I get to talk, 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 talk mm. a lot. And sometimes it's across different time zones. Mm. So Lebanon is seven hours away. Qatar, six hours. Saudi Arabia, eight hours. Um, Nigeria, seven hours. Like that, arranging all of those things in your head. Yeah. Um, water is important. So that's <laughs> Keeps things flowing, <laughs> keeps you hydrated and going. Sounds like yes. uh, at many times of day and night. <laughs> and then I think also when I came to the understanding that you cannot save everybody, hmm. that was a shift for me because uh, honestly, I used to be very tired. I used to be exhausted uh, because a friend of mine said that you were taking on, um, that you are not their savior. So don't look at yourself as the savior. You are a facilitator. Mm. You are a, a, a channel, but not mm. you are not so a savior needs to die mm. for people to be saved. Okay. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that for you. <laughs> you don't have to die. And I took a lot of rewiring in my brain. Mm. And being able to say to people, even those who are asking, calm down. And then not react to the immediate emotions because the emotions are high. Mm. I'm about to die. I'm about to do this. So sure. I say, well, calm down. You will not die. You didn't die yesterday. Right. So let's think through how we can walk through this process. So can you see anything on your street? Can you? So helping the person, the victim, to have a mind shift mm. to see what she can do by herself. Mm. Because... If she just said, I'm about to die, that doesn't give me your location. I'm about sure, to die. Sure. doesn't give me the name of the streets that you are. So we can't find you. So if you keep telling us about how bad things are, yeah. we still won't be able to help you. So that's helpful. So for you to calm them, the, these people down, <laughs> yes. you yourself have to be Not able really. to be calm and clear and sounds like a little bit rested. Now you're yes. valuing rest <laughs> and, and kind of sustaining yourself for the longer term. Yes. Hmm. Then laughter. I watch movies that make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> that and you way. have a great smile. So I'm glad <laughs> that you're laughing and smiling. <laughs> so that, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding that at the end of the day, and I, I try to rest Something you taught me mm. in 2017, when I think we're having that conversation about I have so much to do. And you said I should write on the paper what I want to do today and what I'm handing over to God. Yes. I've, been, I've carried over that practice. Yes. So whenever there is something on the list mm. that I cannot do, mm. it goes to what I'm handing over to God. And God mm. always carries it. Wow. 
So oh, surrendering yes. what's out of your control yes. <laughs> and seeing, you know, I think that earth angels are entitled to miracles and it sounds like that process is working for you. Yes. That, that's wow. So, okay. So you're finding ways to care for yourself. Um, you know, uh, from the earth angels mindset, you, you often, I know have heard me talk about being in it for life. Yes. Um, so maybe just give me a couple sentences about, you know, talk to me about what's, what is your vision for five, 10 years from now with this work that you're doing? Oh, good. Um, when I started, I, 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 I thought it was a Nigerian problem. Mm. Now I see it's a global problem. So if we're going to fix it, um, it's not enough to keep rescuing. Rescuing is good. But rescuing happens because somebody didn't fix it at a policy level or in, in country. So mm. what I'm doing, what I look forward to over the next five years is to tackle the real issue. The real reason people are immigrating is poverty. And everyone is looking for economic opportunities. So like at government level, I, I plan, for example, to keep, I keep writing articles to talk about mm. the issue. Yeah. I'm also working on victim stories so each of the victims can storify themselves mm. and speak in their own because they will be the best advocates against the issue sure if i speak i would only speak as somebody who is facilitating mm -hmm. but if a victim says i had a victim who we didn't bring her back but we got her in at the, at the level of rehabilitation she went she was a an undergraduate student in nigeria who whose mom lost her job and her mom's friend told her to come to Libya. It took her five, four months to get to Libya by road, hmm. by desert. And she ended up working as a sex slave for one year and a domestic slave for six months and returned to Nigeria with nothing, just hmm. 5,000 Naira. Uh, but she's been a very vocal advocate. I have lots of videos with her. So that's something I hope to put out. Um, building networks, because again, the trafficking business, you see, people don't know it's a, it is a business and it moves from house to house by word of mouth mm. through your most trusted family members, community leaders, faith leaders. Mm. So if that's the method they're using for recruitment, we must get into that space to, sure. to talk about the issue. So those are things I'm looking at. I'm hoping over the next five years that more people will be involved. Uh, uh, in, in Africa, they say that it takes a village to raise a child. That's my mm -hmm. approach to this problem. I don't mm -hmm. see it as, that's why it's called rebirth hope. Mm -hmm. The whole concept of rebirth hope is that people can come from wherever they are into the rebirth hope and become new. Mm -hmm. So opportunities, jobs, research, everything that surrounds this issue would happen at the Rebet Hall. That's beautiful. Um, and I love the fact that you're, I guess, as you're going along, you're starting to see the issue at, at the root of the issue. And you want to get to the core, the root, to really be able to solve this longer term. That's wonderful. I'm really excited to hear that. So if you were talking to potential earth angels out there, maybe people who they have good hearts, but they haven't fully gotten started, they don't know where to start with doing good in the world, what would your advice be to earth angels out there who are wanting to get into action? 
Wow, that's a very beautiful question. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing I will say is take care of yourself because mm. it's a marathon. Okay. That's the first thing. Mm. That you are the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, and a vehicle can only take you as far as you care for it. Mm. That one mistake I made. I put the work first. Mm. And in putting the work first, what happens is sometimes you break down. And when you break down for three months, the work stops. Mm. So it's caring for the body, caring for yourself. That's primary. Uh, I would also say, believe in miracles. Step mm. out. Mm. Trust God that everything you need is already available. He only needs to show you. All the people who do this job or who volunteer, I could never be able to pay them. Like never. Mm. <laughs> but if you have a strong enough mission, people would follow you and would want to help you achieve it. Also in doing good or in help, trying to help others, there is a bigger purpose. I just, we try to help just a few people come back. But mm-hmm. now, I see that you can tie it to migration. You can tie Mm. it to decent jobs. You can tie it to poverty, tie it to gender inclusion. Mm. There are so many angles. Uh, And then don't try to do too many things at the same time. Mm. So that's an error we made. You're trying to rescue somebody. You're trying to settle the person back home. You are, no. Like I itemized, identify. We started with identification. And most of 2020, we're just doing rescue. Mm. It's only in 2021 that we actively started rehabilitation. So you started rehabilitation in 2021? In 2021, active. So we started about October. That was when we sent some of them to a training for mm-hmm. three weeks with a partner organization. So we didn't have to organize that. So we find also find allies, find partners mm. everywhere, mm. build partners everywhere. Uh, we have in some of the countries, a mosque can decide to be a shelter for us. I'm a Christian, but the mosque provides that. We're grateful. Mm. Uh, we, we have some places where it's a Muslim woman, but it's Caritas, the Catholic charity that's providing a shelter. That we must be human first and think of everything that nurtures the human being. So mm. our body, our soul, our spirit. Mm. To be an earth angel, while your spirit and your body are good, your soul must be given equal attention. Hmm. And if you can give attention to the soul, find what works, when must you be silent? When should you hmm. retreat? What hmm. are daily practices uh, that fuel your soul? So there are times when I just need to watch a movie, hmm. or watch a series. It's okay. Hmm. I will not tell myself, oh, do you know somebody is going to be, someone is dying if you don't, don't do that to yourself. That's torture. Mm. (laughs) you're giving yourself permission to be a human as well right to do your work but also to play to rest to do these other things to restore yes and 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 more and i'll close by saying that there are resources for everything you want to do Hmm. so don't don't think about what you don't have don't focus on what you don't have Focus on the problem, have a plan, sit down. Don't be afraid of numbers. Break it down. How Mm. much, by when? Learn things like, how do you apply for a grant? It's hard work sitting Mm. down. But if we will sit down with all of those things, it will help you. Sometimes you apply for a fellowship or a grant, not because you even qualify, but for you to practice the process of applying. So uh, sometimes some of those grants, you take it 
and answer those questions because in answering the questions, you see your gaps. Mm. You see, oh, I actually don't have an audited account. Oh, I actually don't have. <laughs> yeah. And so you can prepare next year and mm. reapply. Mm. It sounds like uh, quite an open growth mindset that you have. Just keep trying, keep learning, keep growing, keep getting better, that it's a process. Um, and if you keep trying, you're going to get better and better. You're going to see the ways that you need to grow to yes. be able to make more impact. Yes. It's really powerful. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to wrap up. This has been amazing to have this conversation with you. I know I've learned so many things today. It's opened my, my mind, my heart. Um, so to be able to just finish these sentences, I'm going to put two out there. So would you be able to finish the sentence? My hope for Nigeria is? A land where everyone has equal opportunity to freedom, to economic prosperity, and to live a full life. Hmm. And if you were to finish this sentence, my hope for humanity is? It's that we can enable or empower each other to live our best, the best versions of ourselves or our best lives today. Mm -hmm. uh, so we don't, we don't operate below what we are able to do mm. collectively. Thank you. And you know, I have this t-shirt on that says empowered women empower. I wore the right t-shirt today because <laughs> I'll tell you, this conversation was an empowered conversation, and I want to thank you for being an empowered woman who empowers other and has created this remarkable network of other earth angels who are, you know, you guys are, you're working for such important change. You're, you're transforming not only the lives of these women and maybe men who you're rescuing, but all the generations that come after them. So I just want to say thank you <laughs> for your thank work. You. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time for this interview. And I am certain that many people will be blessed by what you shared today. Thank you so much, Omatola. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us and listening to this podcast. We hope that what you heard today has opened your heart a bit further and reminded you that you have the power to make a difference in your community. Now is the moment to get started in doing more good in simple ways. Remember, every small act of kindness and love helps to transform and change our world. As you step forward and do your part, our world gets better. And this means that we rise together.